Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Oh, yes. I hate this. It is revolting. More? Please. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, November 4, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 289 of the Biden-Harris administration, 368 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska, or if you prefer, TheBobSeska, and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. All right, David isn't here today, had a bit of a scheduling conflict, so we're going to miss him and his little teeny tiny arms, but instead we're going to do this. You say buzz, <laughs> yeah. You said it all. Uh, there he is. It's Buzz. Buzz is here today. He's filling I, in for T-Rex, yes. I, I can be goth. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can. Oh, wait. Yes. We've seen the eyeliner, Michael. We've oh. seen the eyeliner. And, and who is that? Does that sound like Jody Hamilton? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Jody on the show. Yeah. That's what we're waiting for. Yes, we are. I'm going to talk with Seska. That's me. And she wrecks up more. Not today. Not today. Nothing really grows with Jody on the show. With Seska. Okay, the gang's all here today. Welcome to the show. Yes. Bob, before you get started, I have a question. Okay. You always, when I like get all wonky with math, yeah. you always say you're not good at the math. Right. But at the top of every show, you tell us how many days an administration has been in <laughs> and how many days are left. So you are good at least one math. I can add and subtract within a certain set of parameters. <laughs> if I really, I, I have to take my time with this because I always have to remember, like before I do the Tuesday show, before Buzz and I jump on for the Tuesday show, I have to calculate five days since the Thursday show added on to the total number of days in the Biden. Well, that's, that's complicated math just right that's, there. Yeah, yeah, you're doing algebra there. Yeah, I, break, I get out my abacus and start moving those beads across. <laughs> They're moving the beads. Okay, so that's... Wait, 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 hang on a second. How many days until the 22 midterms? 300... That's 368 days until the 22 midterms. See, I was able to do the math, but I needed a 
elaborate contraption. That's fantastic. Yay. See, we're so happy right now. We're having so much fun. Why don't we just keep talking about how I'm a math stupid? So this way we don't have to. It helps mask the pain. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. And uh, we've all been going through it. Uh, you know, I, I jumped on with Eric Bowler yesterday on the interview show. I was like, so uh, are we going to hear ourselves over all the screaming out there today? Because, and look, the screaming is justified. This was not your ordinary uh, gubernatorial election yesterday. Do, am I the only one who still says gubernatorial? I was thinking no. about this yesterday. No, it's a, it's a word. Okay. It's the right, right word. Yes. Every time I go to use it, I feel like I'm 85 years old and I'm using an outdated term that no one says anymore. No, that's the, that is the correct term. Okay. So it wasn't that I whizzed on the electric fence and then got brain damage. <laughs> no, said no, no, you did not whiz. There we go. Okay. All right, so yeah, uh, the Virginia gubernatorial. <laughs> I think I'm getting that right. I, I, gu gubernatorial. There's gubernatorial. no R in the yes. middle. Yes, Th gubernatorial. Yeah. Gu gubernatorial. It's, no, no, there's no R. It's just gubernatorial. I know. I'm just, I'm just screwing around. Prove it. Yeah. It's just, you know why? You know why I'm screwing around? It's just fun to say gubernatorial. That's, yes, that's it is. exactly what it is. Maybe we'll start here since we're feeling like we're in a good mood a little bit here. Uh, what was some of the upside? Buzz, you were mentioning before we started the show that there's some uh, there's a silver lining here somewhere, and I'm I'm looking for it. I'm trying to find I, it. I can address all of this. My okay. initial reaction was the same as yours. Oh, this is terrible. In fact, I I, th I think with maybe just a touch of hyperbole, I said on Tuesday that if we lose Virginia, we've lost democracy. Yeah, I, it's it's not that bad. No. It's, oh, it's, good. It's bad. Yeah. It's not good. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had to watch Rachel Maddow last night, and she was able to deliver some encouraging news. Uh -huh. And that is that normally we would have lost both of those governor's races yesterday. Yes. Yeah. But as it was, we broke precedent yep. and, and won one of them. And she yeah. credits w what the Democratic promise is mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's that more... Minorities were elected to office yes. yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, St. Petersburg here in Florida elected its first black mayor. Yeah, uh, and there were victories of that sort for Asians and uh, others across the country. Yeah, Michelle uh, Wu and, and in uh, Boston. Exactly. That was a pretty big deal. Yeah, another fine example of of really democratic progress and inclusion. So there are encouraging things to come out of this, uh, and we have to, of course, temper our reaction to the media coverage of this, uh, it's not as bad as they make it out. Uh, you know, the, the Republican did not win by a landslide. No. Trump, mm -hmm. Trumpkin did not win by a landslide <laughs> in Virginia. They're, they're saying in, in uh, they're talking about New Jersey, saying it was a narrow victory for the Democrat. I don't hear media saying it was a narrow victory for the Republican yeah. in Virginia. So uh, be wary of what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and there are a lot of different takes on, on how this election went. Uh, what's what's bad about it? Here's here's the worst thing about it, in my opinion. Yeah, is the fact that in uh, Virginia, for example, 
800,000 fewer Democrats voted in this election than go. voted in the presidential there election. There you go. That's and, it. That's the problem. And, yep. and then Bob and I talked about this on Tuesday, the fact that uh, Democrats, uh, many of them are impatient. You haven't done what I wanted you to do in the time frame I wanted you to do it, so I'm going to punish you by voting for the other guys. But mm-hmm. that, there was a day that that might have been okay, mm-hmm. but but now it's, it's Trumpism versus democracy. Yeah. So yeah. You're, voting, you're voting for one or the other. And if you're not supporting democracy, then you're supporting autocracy. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And in addition to uh, all of the other things that uh, we've been complaining about with regard to uh, the news media, specifically the cable news media's coverage of this election, one of the areas that I've been noticing is it's no wonder that Democrats stayed home and punished uh, Terry McAuliffe punished the uh, Democrats in the House of Delegates and so on, punished all of us to a certain extent, given the fact that Virginia's 13 electoral votes are on the table now. Right. And, and so what they did is they spent a lot of time reinforcing this idea that Democrats should punish the party because of what's happening on the Hill with Build right. Back Better and those negotiations. So what it was, it came in the form of, Oh, my God, are voters in Virginia going to punish the Democrats because of what's going on on the Hill? And by reporting that constantly, Democratic voters in Virginia were like, well, I guess we should. I guess this is what everyone else is doing. I should do that, too. So I'm going to stay home or I'm going to vote for a third party candidate. It's almost like a feedback loop. It's yeah. like, you know, people get this impression that, oh, we got to punish the Virginia Democrats because of something that a whole separate group of Democrats are doing. And then the media reflects that and then sends that back to the voters. And then it becomes this endless Mobius loop of crap. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I completely agree with some of that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, what, I, what I found interesting yesterday with the Twitter was that because of the whole critical race theory thing being thrown out there yeah and and McAuliffe and and the National Democrats really not dealing with it and I understand why because it's mm-hmm. just stupid yeah um mm-hmm. and then the one person on Fox News has went wait hold on a second we're just teaching history not that so I love the woman that got through to like 10 people but um mm-hmm. uh the fact of the matter is it was race baiting with Yunkin. Yes. Yeah, sure. Big time. Mm-hmm. And then people on the Twitter that are pro-Trump and pro-Yunkin were like, oh, but we they elected a, a black lieutenant governor. Her name is Winsome Sears. Mm-hmm. How many people that voted for Winsome Sears <laughs> knows, A, that Winsome Sears is a woman? Yeah. And that she happens to also be black. Her only identifying marker on the ballot was that R. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when I vote for lieutenant, I, I'm I'm a more informed voter than the average. Mm-hmm. So when I vote, and I tend to vote party line, mm-hmm. um, and so do most people. Yeah. And with 800,000 Virginian Democrats not voting, mm-hmm. hi, yeah. the Republicans went just down ticket not knowing that not only was Winsome Sears a woman, but a black lady. Um, and then somebody else that was voted in as well, who was a Latino woman, they, maybe they knew that person was Latino based on the person's last name. Mm-hmm. But there was an R. There was an R. And so, I mean, I, I dare MSNBC, Fox, well, Fox won't do it, but any other like CNN, 
ask the average Virginian Republican voter who Winsome Sears is. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned- Because trust me, they do not know it was a black, most of them did not know it was a black woman because if they did, <laughs> yeah. I can almost guarantee she would not have been elected. Oh, and right. I know that this is, this is my old, this is my old, the dog whistle was happening on the top of the ticket mm-hmm. and that's who they voted for and they just went down ticket. They don't know who, the, most people don't care who their lieutenant governor is. Yeah. Right. Or attorney general. And all three of those officers in Virginia went to Republicans. They went right. more specifically to Trumpism. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and so we let that get away from us. I, I want to, if I can jump in here just to, to say a word about blame, who's to blame. Sure. Uh, we've sort of touched on it a little bit. Yes, it was uh, partly the voters for yeah. pun- punishing the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they've, by, they think they're just punishing the Democrats for not getting anything done. What they're doing is they're promoting Trumpism yes. in, yeah. in the process. Uh, voters are not sophisticated, and as Jody was just outlining, and that's part of the problem. So voters have to get the blame. Voters have to get the blame for lacking the turnout. They lacked the enthusiasm because they didn't get what they want when they wanted it mm-hmm. from the Democrats currently in Washington. Yeah. So so the voters are to blame. The media is absolutely to blame for the way they've framed things as both sides and the way they've given air to these Republican insanities, and that brings Republicans into the blame as well. So uh, Democrats, Republicans, the media, and the voters are all to blame for what happened in Virginia yesterday. And we cannot, I hope it is, you know, people have called it a wake-up call or a warning sign. Some people have said that's hyperbole. I think it is a message. I think it is something we have to learn from. And as I've said on previous shows, we can't just, we can't do like New Jersey did, for example, or mm-hmm. the Virginia legislature where we just barely beat them or we tie We still with don't them. know, right? They're still counting votes until at least Friday, correct? Right, I think so on the on the Virginia legislature. Yes, yeah, yeah. and and so uh, we you know we don't know yet where that's going, but uh, they've actually promoted Trumpism here. Yeah, uh, all of these parties, and uh, it's it's the fight of our lifetimes. Yeah, uh, we as I said before, we we can't just barely beat them or tie with them. We have to crush them. This is yeah. autocracy versus democracy. Uh, what you're gonna let it win because you're cranky? You didn't get what you want when <laughs> yeah, you wanted it. I know, it? I know, I know. Yeah. I th- you know, look, this is why I've been screaming about this for weeks now about voter apathy, the lack of voter energy on the Democratic side. We go back to the number, Jody. You mentioned it just a second ago. The 800,000 Virginians who voted so many for people Joe Biden in 2020 stayed home in 2021. If only one tenth of those voters yeah. had actually turned out then uh, it would be tied. The the race for governor would be tied right now. We got uh, a difference of 80,911 votes between Yunkin and McAuliffe. 800,000 Virginians who voted for Biden, maybe not all of them are Democrats, I would say the vast majority of them are, if they had actually turned out on Tuesday or with early voting, we'd be sitting in a completely different situation. And that brings us to the next area of discussion when it comes to Virginia specifically, which is that uh, the House of Delegates right now appears to be 50-50. 
And there are still several races that haven't been called yet. But it's very clear that the Republicans have popped up to 50. It looks like they're going to flip the House of Delegates at this point. I would say the safe money is on that. And it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, you mentioned uh, the 800,000 Democrats who did not turn out. 300,000 Democrats, excuse me, 300,000 Republicans who voted in the presidential election in November also did not go to the polls this time. Yeah. But 800,000 Democrats who voted in November did not go to the polls this time. In yeah. other words, yeah. uh, Republicans or Democrats were no-shows at double or nearly triple the rate of mm -hmm. Republicans, and it was because of a lack of motivation. Uh, Democrats were motivated in November about getting Trump out. Republicans are, were motivated in the elections this week. Uh, and, you know, the New Jersey race surprisingly close. The, the polls the day before said 65-35. It came out 50-50. Yeah. Uh, so we obviously have some polling problems, too. And, and as Rachel said last night, you base your campaign and the direction of it on, on polls. And if the polls are wrong, then you're headed in the wrong direction. Yeah. But uh, the difference is uh, this time Republicans were motivated. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they were motivated by another big lie critical race theory oh yes exactly. yeah yeah i want to get into all of that in just a second but there's one other thing that we need to consider when it comes to the virginia general assembly as i said a second ago looks like the uh, house of delegates is going to flip mm -hmm. and already obviously the governor's mansion has flipped that right. leaves the virginia senate and it looks like the virginia senate could come down to one vote one vote, and that's even without any Virginia senators up for re-election this year. There was no vote when it comes to the Virginia Senate this year. It's going to happen next year. So uh, the Virginia Senate is divided 21 to 19 with a Democratic majority, but there is one Democratic senator who is staunchly anti-abortion. Mm -hmm. And so that puts that kind of thing back on the table. Yeah. Elections yeah. have consequences. If yeah. you don't show up... You don't change anything. You can scream about the party not having the right messaging or not doing well enough when it comes to putting up candidates who send electric chills up and down your legs. But if you don't show up, that's the ball game. We need to do this. And it's just that simple. I've been saying this for a year now. We have to continue to out-hustle and outnumber them. That is the only well, and, way and, we top this. And, and, and we're not. On a good day, we tie them or just barely beat them. And yeah. as you and I have discussed before, it, when you're fighting autocracy... Uh, you you don't do that. You you yeah. have to. There's only one thing you can do, and that's crush it electorally. Mm -hmm. right. And why we're not doing that? Uh, why these races? All of them. We I, Jody, we talked about this on Tuesday. Why is the the Senate and why are the House and the Senate so evenly divided in Washington? What even makes that close? What makes these elections close? The 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 right wing side of things isn't even a side, isn't even a legitimate side, and yet it has uh, seemingly nearly half the population under mm -hmm. its control. It uh, has it. What it has to me, Buzz, is a lot of media control. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and cooperation. And, and cooperation from certain media outlets, most of them actually. I mean, MSNBC is at fault for Donald Trump yeah, because of Joe Scarborough. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, they have, they have an overreach. And I yep. wish, I mean, the next time I buy a Powerball ticket, <laughs> if I win a billion dollars, I swear to God I'll start a 
freaking media. I'm sorry, fucking media. Um, <laughs> there you go. Thank you. That's company. better. Better uh, that will you know promote the pro- at least a liberal take, a progressive take on things, which is also true. Yeah. Not the Tucker Carlson bullshit that he did all week on the Fox Nation bullshit. And I hope that didn't get as many views as it wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. It's like we need like Tucker Carlson knows better. Mm, of course. He just makes he's making money. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's part of this infrastructure that exactly. they have on the it's I call it the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. It's sort of mm-hmm. a, a pegging off of the David Frum Conservative Entertainment Complex uh title. Which that was he came much up with. better than Tucker. Oh yeah, yeah. But the Red Hat Entertainment Complex is much better funded and much more yes. I hate to say this, but much more popular right now than anything equivalent happening on the left. And that is the big disparity. That is the gap right now. They have the grassroots on the ground messaging, whether it's Tucker Carlson, whether it's the Daily Wire guys, Bongino, and I don't think Bongino is part of that, but Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh. This is something I've been beating to death over the past few days, where we really need to focus as a movement against this fascist uprising is on the grassroots messaging Mm -hmm. campaign. That's what we can, we can sit here and sit, you know, and, and and scream and whine and complain about, oh, why, why, oh, why doesn't the Democratic Party do more? Or why, oh, why is the news media doing this or that and the liberal media bias and the reaction to it and so on? But we have the power to do it ourselves. That's what's happening on the Red Hat, right? That's what they're doing. And that's how they end up with, say, for example, uh, the top 10 uh, most viewed Facebook posts in the last 24 hours. Uh, Number 10, Ben Shapiro. Number 9, Glenn Beck. Number 8, Dan Bongino. Number 7, Diamond and Silk. Number 6, Fox News. Number 5, Ben Shapiro. Number 4, Ben Shapiro. Oh, and there's one. Thank yes. you for liberals. Occupy Democrats at number three, although uh, janky information. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, NPR. And number one, Franklin Graham. So Jesus Christ. So what? Eight out of the ten are Red Hat Entertainment Complex people. And then if you look at, for example, the podcast space, which is near and dear to my heart, uh, top 20 uh, most downloaded shows on Apple Podcasts in the politics and news vertical uh, we've got uh, number one is New York Times. Okay, that's a news service. It's not really opinion. Uh, ben Shapiro is number two. NPR is number three. Again, another news program. Uh, number four, Dan Bongino. Number five, The Daily Wire. That's Ben Shapiro's thing. Uh, NPR is in there. But uh, let's see. Another thing from, I believe this is, oh, yeah, it's conservative. It's called Ruthless. It's brand new at number seven. It's a conservative red hat thing. Uh, number eight is Breitbart News. Number nine, Matt Walsh, which is the Daily Wire. Number 10 is Charlie Kirk. Talk, talk about a guy who whizzed on the goddamn electric fence. Don't whiz on the <laughs> Charlie Kirk. <laughs> Stop whizzing on the electric fence. In fact, he's always whizzing on the electric fence. He never stopped whizzing on the electric fence. It feels good to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number 11 is cereal. That's not even politics. Number 12, uh, Bannon, Steve Bannon. Number 13, human events. That's Turning Point USA. That's Charlie Kirk. Number 14, Michael Knowles. That's the Daily Wire. Number 15, Louder with fucking Crowder. And it goes on and on. Vast majority. Oh, yeah, we got uh, Glenn Beck is in there. Megan Kelly is in the top 20. So the vast majority of the top 20 Apple podcast uh, politics shows 
are all Red Hat shows. We can do better. That's the point. The messaging is happening digitally among the grassroots. This Why has been going have- on for a long time. Why do you think that is? Why do they occupy all those? I think they pay for a lot of downloads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they do. I think they have the infrastructure to create these uh, podcast networks and these programs and fund them with endless streams of cash. That's Can I tell you something funny? Yeah, what's that? Okay, so years ago when I my my podcast started in 2009. Uh-huh. I'm an old lady podcaster. <laughs> and all we had at the time was I was barely on Facebook. It was just MySpace. Right. Yeah. And so a friend of ours, Sean and mine, Legs and my friend who uh, lives in the Midwest, who is a tech guy, he goes, mm-hmm. how many hits do you want me to get you on your podcast? Uh, oh, my. Yeah. And I'm like, seriously? He goes, yeah, I can totally do that. And I'm like, No. But he was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I want actual people to listen. So, Mm -hmm. And this was somebody offering it to me for free. Wow. We've talked about that extensively, though, where uh, you can buy your shares, you can buy your likes, you can buy your downloads if you have a podcast. This is something Mm -hmm. that actually happens. And with these guys... You know, look, it's entirely possible that they're organically popular. I mean, that could be very I'm well sure the case. But some of it is. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they're better than my downloads, of course. But it's still, I think a lot of it is artificial. And when you hear about things like bulk book sales and so on, yes. it obviously leads you in that direction. Well, right? I guess yeah. the good news there is they're not reaching as many people as the numbers would have you believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but when you're popular, people go, oh, I should listen right. to that. Oh, so there's that. Yeah, no, there's yeah, that whole, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, fear of missing out bullshit. Right, and because they end by up the way, the, yeah, they end up. I, the, I've never been that guy. Yeah. <laughs> they they end up at the top of the charts, and then when people go, hey, w- what should we listen yeah, to no, that's popular, that. and and then they mm-hmm. land on those things, and so it's yeah. a, you know, it's it kind of a, a build it and they will come sort of thing. Yeah, if you, it is. If you buy your downloads, people will turn up. Real people will end up uh, seeing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to Jody's point about uh, wealthy Democrats kicking in for something, that would be a helpful cause for them to do the same. For Absolutely. Us. Yeah. No, seriously, guys, if I win a billion dollars in the lottery, I'm so doing that. I mean, there was a period of time with Blogosphere 1.0 <laughs> when the left owned the Blogosphere space. I mean, that was yes. a left thing. It was young people, obviously, yeah. availing themselves of the internet and uh, frequenting all of these websites, including mine and the Huffington Post, Oliver Willis, Atrios, Talking Points Memo, the usual suspect. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had that tied up. At some point in the last 10 years or so, that slipped away. That's what I, that's what I want to ask you. Uh, what's the solution? Are you, are you this tableau you've laid out here, mm-hmm. uh, are you asking people to listen harder? Are you asking for uh, left podcasters to do better? Uh, all of the above. What, what's it going to take? Uh, especially if we're not going to buy downloads. Well, obviously I'm communicating to people who are already supporting a podcast. But you know what? Look, I think we could all do more to support liberal messengers. I think if we're talking about messaging being the problem, there is a direct solution, which is to 
be more supportive of liberal voices and who are communicating by, that message. By be more supportive, you don't just mean listening, but also helping to fund. Exactly. And th- that comes more in terms of uh, the wealthy Hollywood money people, for example. Obviously, there are other sources. Tom Steyer is a very wealthy liberal. Well, and and our individual subscribers here. Yeah, you know, exa- just, exactly. Are, are you leading me to BobSuskaShow.com? No, 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 no plugs here. <laughs> okay. No, I I'm just saying, I, I know, I just, I, you know, I'm trying to figure out how we solve this problem that you've laid out. Uh, yeah, yeah. How do we get people to listen more and to donate more and uh, to do better? Uh, obviously, messaging is, a, is a still a problem for the Democrats yeah, in yeah. spite of the people we have. Uh, it, messaging remains a problem. The, in Virginia, the ground game sucked for mm. for uh, the incumbent Democrat there. Uh, the Democrats in Washington failure to pass uh, their big plans mm-hmm. in time for the election uh, and and failing, I think, also into taking the extraordinary measures that must be taken at this point to bypass Senators Manchin and Cinema. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I, and I think that, and I've, I've heard an analysis that I also buy into a bit as part of the reason for uh, the Virginia loss is that uh, a lot of voters are caring less about the insurrection at this point. As one guy put it, they, they hated it, they were pissed off about it for two days, and then they went back to their lives. And in their lives, food and gas prices are up. Yeah. And the people who are in power, are in who were in power in Virginia and in Washington, were Democrats. Mm-hmm. So they were mad about that. Yeah. Uh, it, we, we, we obviously have some work to do. Democrats in Washington need to work harder and faster and meaner Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to use Mitch McConnell tactics to get things done. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and we all have to improve, uh, as we were just discussing, our messaging. Yeah, exactly. I think we can do more. I think we can all do more to support messengers who are delivering yes. the right ideas. And again, it's evidenced in the fact that uh, Red Hats are an ideological minority in this country. Make no mistake, the Republican Party yeah. itself is a minority party. But yet, by and large, most of the top-rated cable news shows are all Fox News shows. We can do better. If you want better messaging, you got to support the messengers instead of waiting for the Democrats. And I'm talking about the National Party. The National You know what I want the National Party to do? I want the National Party to win elections. Raising money and financing these candidates, not just at a certain level, but at a level that's commensurate with the threat, with the stakes. And that means, uh, you know, working a little bit harder on that front. We all have our individual roles in this gigantic show we call American politics. Right. And so that's the Democratic Party's role. I think we all can do something about the messaging. And that, you know what, that could even include starting your own podcast or starting your own blog or starting your own voice nah, and, do and participating as well. That's important <laughs> as well. Oh, hey, speaking of podcasts, how about we talk about this guy's Patreon page, Bob Seska show? He has a Patreon page, apparently. Oh, now, yeah, now we can have a plug. That's my show. <laughs> If you're only listening to the free portion of this show on Apple Podcasts and so on, you're only hearing the first hour. We got an additional like 20 minutes, half hour of show after the end credits roll every Tuesday and Thursday, right? And it's all happening on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. Link in the description. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Docket drops every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, and it's only going to cost you 
Huh, $5 per month. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Five. That's it. And you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast. One of the messengers, right? Don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you in advance. The Bob Seska Show. Divided Heaven, brand new single right here. It's got that new single smell, right? Song called Burn Me. I got a link in the description to support the uh, brand new video over at YouTube. Yeah, I love Divided Heaven. This is great stuff. Uh, BobSeska.com slash music to submit. Uh, Yesterday we had a great uh, interview show. I I think I may have bit off more than I could chew because, oh my God, we had two, two, two guests in one show. We started off talking with Eric Bollert about the results of the Virginia election. Lots of great thoughts about uh, the press and the media and the failures in in all of that. And then uh, we talked to uh, Wallace Shriver. Uh, and we've played Wallace's music. She was one of the, uh, her She's single great. was, yeah, a wonderful single called Another Day. It was one of our songs of the summer. And uh, boy, oh my God, for a 16-year-old girl who just only recently got her driver's license. Oh she's my God. amazing. She is amazing. She's smart. Yeah, she she's talented. Uh, she's got an incredible singing voice and multi-talented when it comes to uh, actually creating the music itself, too. So uh, really had a really nice conversation with her as well yesterday. So you definitely want to listen to yesterday's interview show. Okay. Getting back into things here. Where were we? Um Yes. Trying to trying to decide if we're happy or sad. <laughs> well, if I mean, you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Oh, uh, see, I didn't clap. Uh, <laughs> I didn't clap. I'm I'm not happy. Uh, okay, so when asked if he would introduce an extreme abortion restriction similar to Texas's six week ban, uh, yes. Youngkin responded that he is quote staunchly, unabashedly pro life. And so uh, here we are. Uh, You know, again, I can't repeat this enough. Elections have consequences. And now here we are fighting an uphill battle on the abortion issue once again. When we yep. could have we could have shifted this, get eight hundred thousand more people out, and we could have been talking about a whole different world right now. But now it's just like biting our nails over this one vote in the Virginia Senate, and that doesn't even take into consideration the uh, big lie election laws that will invariably uh, come up in uh, in Virginia. And certainly, we've got Donald Trump, the National Republican Party, Fox News. Everyone surrounding Fox News, the other news networks, the other weirdo Red Hat news networks, pressuring uh, Glenn Youngkin, pressuring the House of Delegates to pass those election laws. That's going to be one of the things that we're going to be seeing over the next uh, four years. Uh, meanwhile, here in meanwhile here in Florida, Governor DeSantis has uh, called for the uh, creation of a special police force to police election crimes. 
Yes, yes. So DeSantis and his big lie Gestapo. This is this uh, is in this is in uh, this kind of thing is happening in at least seventeen states across the country. So it, it, yeah. it isn't just Virginia, but th- yes, this is the consequence of people not turning out to vote. Uh, yeah. I, again, I, I guess what I would say to voters, if I could address them, would be, how did you let it get this close? Why yeah. did you let it? get It shouldn't have been close. I know. It shouldn't it, have even been close. Yeah, you're exactly right, Buzz. And the thing that I keep going back to is we're still playing an old school ball game. We still, and look, I understand right. that it's it's right and fair to vote based on issues and what the candidate, yeah. irrespective of position, brings to the table, brings to a campaign. I get all of that. But we're in unusual times right now. And right. we have to kind of at least temporarily put that aside and focus on the reality that whenever a Democrat loses, a potential fascist enters that void, enters that wings. vacuum. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this case, you know, Ron DeSantis, I mean, what we're talking about here is forming a statewide law enforcement body to crack right. down on what he calls election crimes, what I Which call don't exist. non-existent election crimes, right? right? The latest effort by prominent Republicans to push for, quote-unquote, election integrity. This- this gets back. To, this gets back to our own failure in yeah. messaging. Yeah, uh, the Republicans are very, very good at taking a very simple idea, like uh, or a simple phrase, like critical race theory, yeah. and and running with it. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We should. Yeah. Uh, we let them call us names. We don't call them names back. We mm-hmm. just don't seem to put up much of a fight in that. Yeah. Yes, what you're outlining is what we're up against. It's what we've been up against for the last five years. It's what we're going to continue to be up against in the months ahead. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be that way. We can make it stop. And it shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. The the lying about critical race theory, the fear-mongering that was happening in Virginia, you know, that drove uh, white suburban moms to oh, and vote F for Glenn those Karens. <laughs> yeah. Well, the white suburban moms uh, were, were driven to the polls by this hysteria over critical race theory that a doesn't exist in schools, right? Like right. like voter fraud, a problem that does not exist. Yes. Exactly. That's what was, they do. It was fear-mongering. It was a dog whistle, a racist dog whistle that gave all the racists an excuse to uh, go into the polling place and, and basically silently uh, scream the N-word. What the Virginia results say to me is we as Democrats need to stop laying down and taking it, but yeah. but stand up and fight against things like critical race theory and and voter fraud. Things that do not exist are fake and are are preying on people's fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've got to find a way to crush that. Yeah, yeah. What's our critical race theory issue we have many real life things to choose from but it's racism be- yeah it's better to seize the initiative than to uh continually be swatting down the other side's bullshit i mean the yeah. latter i mean we have to do that we always have to swat down their bullshit that's important but it shouldn't be the primary driver of the message we have to come if, up with our if, own thing to drive voters to the polls but 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 if we don't learn their lesson about simple points and simple yeah. phrases and 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 singular focus if yeah. we don't learn our lesson from this virginia election on how effective that can be then we're failing yeah. as democrats and we i sh- have a question how sure. much does frank lentz cost and <laughs> how can we get him on our side yeah well you know what there are many frank lentzes out there that we can uh, purchase that we can hire to to do this sort of thing we've been talking about framing i remember tom hartman talking about framing in the middle 2000s like going back yeah. to like 05, 06. 
And so yeah. I think there was a website called Frame Shop. It was maybe, God, I don't remember the website address. It was maybe frameshop.org or something like that. And what they would do is on every issue, they would come up with a series of ways to frame that issue to make it more marketable. And that's uh, obviously a positive step forward. We could do well to reacquaint ourselves with that kind of idea. Like, for example, yeah. child tax credit can become child tax cut. You know, if yeah. we're going to use a C word at the end of that three word phrase, why not right. make it cut yeah. instead of credit? People understand tax cut more than they understand tax credit. That's framing. Yeah. I think I think as Democrats, we tend to overestimate the intelligence. Yeah, the awareness. <laughs> let's yeah. say the awareness of our of our own voters. Yeah. Uh, as I've said before, you and I and, and uh, Jody and the people listening to us, uh, they know. But but so many people have stopped paying attention, stopped caring. Uh, have gotten to the point where they do blame both sides, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's really hard to get to them. We have to learn uh, now, like yesterday, to do that kind of simple messaging that's proven so effective for Republicans. And we knew this was coming down the pike. We knew that there was going to be, so, because every major election, they always got something. They always, so there's a dog right. whistle or some sort of yes. made-up scandal that they're there's, beating to death. I mean, there's you always to, a catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's a couple of examples of what I'm talking about. We all remember that first presidential debate in 2012. Romney, President Obama. Yeah. Mitt Romney stood up on that debate stage. And, and lied. And lied for two hours continuously to the point where he had uh, Barack Obama completely flummoxed. Like, right. Uh, what, but, 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 you know, he was like. He didn't expect it. Yeah, he, right. didn't, he didn't know exactly how to respond to any of that crap because it was entirely made up. And when you're untethered right. from the truth, you can say literally almost anything. And, and here's another example. And this is why we should have seen this crap coming right i remember uh sitting here with chez doing a show back in i don't know it was 2014 somewhere around there and uh we were making fun of dan badandi's radio show dan badandi's a guy from the Infowars universe alex jones and all that crap sort of like a alex jones like a sub-level alex jones copycat and he was talking about this story on Infowars one day about how a teacher brought in a strap-on dildo and was teaching her students how to use a strap-on dildo. Kindergartners. Yeah. Like sixth that graders. That doesn't or, happen. Yeah. I, I think six-year-olds, exactly, was the age they were talking Jesus. about. And you know what? It was a made-up story. It was fake news. Paul sure. Joseph Watson at InfoWars published this story. It was entirely made up. It did not happen in any way, shape, or form. This came out later, but the story circulated through the entire InfoWars universe to the point where Dan Badandi was talking about it on his show. And on the upside, we got to make this supercut of Dan Badandi saying dildo. Strap on dildos. Yeah, yeah. Dildo. Dildo. It's a penis. Artificial penis. Dildos. Dildo. Dildo. Damn dildo. Dildo. Strap on dildos, dildos. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's mm. Nicely done. Yeah. But that was, uh, again, another example of making shit up to freak people out over culture war issues and wow. uh, drive people to the polls. And that's exactly what he was talking about. You replace uh, teacher with dildos to teacher with critical race theory. And they're right. just as freaked out, if not more freaked I, out about that. It's this tried and true as, technique. Yeah. As recently as yesterday, I saw a woman on, on Twitter had posted that uh, 
her six-year-old daughter had come to her and said, uh, uh, are we evil? You know, yeah. and, and mom yeah, said, well, why? Is it because I'm white? None of that ever happened. And, it and, doesn't happen. And, and, and that story was presented publicly uh, to instill the fear that's always based on ignorance. Yeah. Uh, that uh, that motivated Republican voters to go to the polls on on mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday of this week. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a weird time, uh, guys. When I agree with Eric, Eric, Eric. I'm sorry, oh, Eric no. Erickson. All the Erics. <laughs> yeah. I just refer so many Erics in there. I just go add the other Eric in there. Eric, Eric, <laughs> Eric. And he tweeted the other day. Uh, I think it was the morning after the election. He said. Weird how they can steal an election under Trump, but not under Biden in a Democrat-controlled state. Yeah. What he's talking about is the fact that um, there was no election theft. There was no rigging in Virginia, obviously. Otherwise, Terry McAuliffe would have won. And they right. would have and the Democrats would have been doing it with a Democratic governor, Ralph Northam, with a Democratic president, <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And right. and yet Yet it didn't happen. Yeah, and and so now we're in a position of of saying, wait, what this election was fine, all the others are fake, but because you won this one, it's yours. Yeah. I believe, Bob, this gentleman has just whizzed on the electric fence. I think he has. Don't whiz on the electric fence. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that they, yeah, that happens. But uh, up next, they're coming for the books again. Yeah. Again. This is happening in Texas. They have identified 850 books uh, that deal with sexuality, racism, abortion, and, ah, shocking, U.S. history. That's another thing they're worried about. How dare we talk about history, that some of which I didn't learn until I was an adult, like the Oklahoma. Right. I mean, there's so many things like what Christopher Columbus actually did. I didn't learn about that. Right. (laughs) It's like, it's, you know, and I, I, by the way, my mother, when she did the Pledge of Allegiance, under God wasn't there. Right. No. Yeah, that was added in the 1960s. That's right. And, And so it's like. I didn't learn about that. There's certain things that we should learn about that we are and, not learning about, and mm-hmm. that's fucked up. Yep. And here's the thing: whether it's abortion or uh, the banning of books, we are, we, we, you know, we talk about our fear that we're going to be ruled by a minority. I worry that in many ways we already are because of stuff like this. Mm-hmm. We're 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 a nation where we the, the, there's a liberal majority in this country. But the the red hats are the ones who are are calling the shots, yeah, uh, or, or calling against the shots, as the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, we uh, we're already under minority rule. I would think that that alone would be a motivating factor for Democrats. You'd think, and you would also think that this would be seen by the people who claim to hate cancel culture. As a form of cancel culture, because that's what sure. this is. Okay. I mean, they're, exactly. they're canceling these books, 850 different books, including books on U.S. history. Jesus. And this Texas lawmaker, uh, Republican lawmaker, obviously, says that, uh, quote, these books might make students feel discomfort, guilt, or psychological stress. Aww. Oh, Snowflakes, are they? So sad. <laughs> I thought they hated this shit. Again, that's what Republicans are all about. Yeah. Calling you the very thing they are. Accusing yeah. you of doing what they are actually doing. Yeah, yeah. It's that's the, what they do. It, it's the Pee Wee Herman gambit. I know you are, but right. what am I? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing. It is. That's what it is. And, you know, we need to say that more as Democrats. We need to point that out more. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I just saw a, I just saw a tweet by the kind of... 
uh, reflects this. If you don't see race, good for you. I don't see gravity. I still had to learn it about it in school. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right on. Um, okay, so meantime, the Senate Republicans blocked the John Lewis Voting Rights Act from advancing, yep. of course. And uh, we all knew this was going to happen. This was right. uh, obvious. But we now, saw, yeah. and, we, and we have the Republicans on record, and this is where Democrats need to, in Washington need to kick it into high gear mm-hmm. and take the drastic steps necessary, ending the filibuster or at least a carve-out, mm-hmm. for example, and get this stuff done. Yeah, I it, think Lisa Murkowski is the uh, yes. uh, f- a 50th vote if Kirsten Sinema won't do it, because I think Manchin will at least do a talking filibuster mm-hmm. like what Norm Ornstein and, and and Franken have suggested theirs is yeah. nicer than mine. Theirs is 41 senators have to be on the floor talking about the bill in mm. order to filibuster it, but they can tag out. I'm like, no, no, no. It has to be the same 41. Yeah. That's me. Well, I hate to be. If they got a pee, fuck them. They need a diaper. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to be the cynical one here. <laughs> That'd be a shock, huh? But um, I mean, Murkowski did vote. Yeah, she did. But I think she voted with the Democrats because she knew the bill wouldn't advance. She she had some cover there. So she could vote for the bill, but it wasn't going to become law. So, you know, it was more of a symbolic vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but she didn't do it last time. She did it this time. So there is some wiggle room with her, I I think. I think so. Well, yeah, I I think there is a hopeful way to look at this, and it's entirely possible. What they need to do now is get off their asses and, as we've all said, get rid of the filibuster. Take the necessary steps. McConnell would do it if he were in charge. He will if and when he's in charge again. Uh, this is our opportunity, and we either seize it. I mean, we we see what the obstacles are, especially with not only all of the Republicans against us, but also two of our own Democrats. Mm-hmm. We have got to take. We've got no choice but to take the drastic steps. Mitch McConnell would take to get this done. Yeah. We, we've got to stop playing nice. Yeah, I know, I know, and that's just the thing. I think we, and I say we, I mean. Uh, Democratic candidates, certainly Democratic leadership, I think sometimes they're overly concerned about not stepping on any toes or maybe offending the, uh, you know, the diner folk that we hear about on CNN so often. They're going to the wrong diners. They're going to the wrong diners. Yes, exactly. And the diner people are lost. They've gone. You can no longer convince them. I mean, I'm talking about Trump supporters. I'm talking about red hats. That's the bad news. The good news is they are the minority. Yeah. But, But there are still swing voters. I think there are swing voters that can be convinced in some way. And, you know, look, as much as I want uh, Democratic politicians to act in a traditional way, you know, the right amounts of decorum and, you know, to to behave like grownups. At the same time, I can't help but to think that people don't reward (laughs) that kind of thing anymore. What people want, what voters want is a razzle-dazzle performance. And or just bravery, a boldness. Bravery, a, a boldness, yeah, uh, exactly. Leadership, yeah. Yeah, and, and that tends to be, by and large, a performative thing. And I'm not saying to be phony about it, but so much of politics right now, and it's been this way for some time, so much of politics is a show. You have to be putting on yeah. a show for yeah. for voters. And we hear most often, you know, every time there's another election, especially the elections that go wrong, why didn't this candidate dazzle me? And Democrats Democrats are a cake without icing. Yeah. Republicans are icing without a cake. Hey, bingo. That's yeah, hey, that's nice. really smart. I like that a lot. And, and so, we need we we need both to, yeah, to overcome yeah. them. 
We have the smart people already. We have the substance. We have the cake. Mm-hmm. Now we need some icing to get some votes. Yeah, exactly. So I had this conversation with uh, Fugelsang last night, and he was uh, full of piss and vinegar on his show last night about sure. uh, running more uh, progressive candidates. And I want to say, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's all well and good. But at the Behold. same time, I think what people really want is people want that decisive action. They want yes. that performance. This is about... Leadership. Yeah, this is about dazzling voters and getting people excited. People want charisma. And that's, uh, I think, sometimes lacking in uh, Democratic leadership, certainly right now. And uh, Barack Obama brought that kind of charisma. I mean, this is something that we have seen in the past, so it can be done. can be done. But yeah, but that's that's a lot of it. Uh, You want to make people excited to go and vote for someone. And uh, and so much of that has to be uh, a certain level of performance. And again... Donald Donald Trump did it with false bravado. Exactly. We have the people who are able to do it if they can muster to the strength uh, with real bravado where there's something to back it up now the emergency is such that we need to swing into action as quickly as exactly. possible and start You're to right. do some of these things before the uh, you know before it's the you know the day after the 22 midterm i i think democrats in washington are finally starting to realize that time is catching up with them time is yeah. running out yeah and uh this it's an hour never moment for them mm-hmm. uh voters need to see it more as a now or never moment too. exactly all right so uh let's talk real quick here about the after party podcast every friday that's tomorrow kimberly johnson and i record a fourth bob suska show podcast for the week i would call one. it the shadow party because you sh- know buzz can't remember anything so let's just call it the shadow party <laughs> uh the uh the shadow party it's actually well, it's really called the, the after party uh right. but this is totally different than the usual tuesday wednesday thursday shows the friday after party right. podcast is loaded with all the politics you want plus we've got uncensored completely obscene conversations about sex drugs movies Movies, television, our personal lives. Very dirty. Yeah, all the stuff we should never, ever be saying in public, but yet we do because we like to talk. Uh, On the most recent show, for example, we talked about how to sabotage Trump's new streaming service. We had some interesting ways that you can do that over the holidays in particular. Uh, Plus, a brand new revelation about the JFK assassination, Pablo Escobar's Cocaine Hippos, which, by the way, great name for an alternative indie band, uh, Cocaine Hippos. So thank, thank me in advance. And so much more. So please help this uh, podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month. And bonus, for that $10, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level of support. That's bobseskashow.com, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. Bob Seska. The great Dave Moulter here. Love it. Song sounds so familiar to me. I don't know what it is. It's a it just puts a smile on my face. This is a song called Every Morning, brand new single from the great Dave Moulter. Uh, support him at DaveMoulterMusic.com. Link in the description under this episode at BobSeska.com. Thank you That's for doing fun. that. Yeah, yeah. It, he reminds me a little of Paul Williams. 
Yeah, and there's obviously a Beatles vibe and, in there too. Uh, little Harry Nelson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I like yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about COVID real quick. Um, I, obviously, we've all been uh, concerned recently about the potential for a wintertime upswing in the infection rate and hospitalization rate and all the rest of it. Well, the CDC's vaccine tracker showing that almost 193 million people living in the U.S. are fully vaccinated. That's equal to 58% of the total population, still below the 70% experts say is needed to stop the spread. Some 20.6 million people have received a booster shot, just like Kimberly Johnson did today. Right. Yeah. Um, The World Health Organization, though, warned that Europe... Europe is about to go through some shit right now. Especially the UK, uh, more than any other part of Europe. Because yes. in the UK, they've relaxed, they've gone back to normal. Mm. And the result has been a huge spike that leads uh, not only the rest of the Europe, but the rest of the world at this point. And we, of course, uh, have since lifted the travel ban. So some of those people may end up back here. Not good for us, but Europe overall is at a critical point, they're saying, in the uh, pandemic, thanks to uneven vaccine coverage and a relaxation of public safety measures. Mm. Hello, that sounds familiar. And we're next. And said the region could see another 500,000 COVID deaths by February. 500,000 COVID deaths across Europe. Not only have we, not only has the world crossed the five million mark in the past week, and by the way, that estimate, uh, that that figure is considered low uh, Mm. because there are so many unaccounted deaths. uh, It could be triple that. It could be sixteen thousand. I'm sorry, sixteen million people who have died worldwide from COVID. Here in the U.S., the official number now has crossed seven hundred fifty thousand. We're more than three quarters of a million that we know of for sure who 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 died of COVID. Uh, Again, that number likely also considerably higher. And by the way, contrary to people like uh, Bill Maher and others... Uh, F him. Yeah, exactly. F you. At this point, the CDC is still strongly recommending that even if you're vaccinated, you need to wear a mask indoors yeah. in, a, mm-hmm. in, yeah. in crowds of other people. I do. This is still absolutely necessary, especially if you're unvaccinated. And they're recommending this for a very valid reason, which is that even if you are vaccinated, you can still spread the virus. Of course, if you're unvaccinated, you're just variant factory and spreading the virus all over the goddamn place. But uh, it says here, we are once again at the epicenter in Europe, says Hans Kluge. Sounds sounds very German. Isn't he German, Jody? German. German. He German. sounds German or Swedish. She's one of those. Sounds like he's from Germantown. Um <laughs> All right, so uh, he's actually the uh, the World Health Organization agency's head in Europe, as we make fun of him, Hans Kluge. Uh, he also said, with a widespread resurgence of the virus, I am asking every health authority to carefully reconsider erasing or lifting measures at this moment. Smart, smart move. I doubt it's going to happen. Or if it happens, you're going to see more uh, rebelling against it and so on. Uh, you know, today... The Biden administration repeated its uh, vaccine mandate for workplaces of 100 people or more, 100 employees or more, which will go into effect on January 4th, I believe. I want to say there's the potential for a $14,000 fine for uh, skirting that rule. Um, And, you know, already the Red Hats are going indiscriminately batshit all over social media because of that, as if they didn't know back in September when it was first announced. 
let me tell you how this kind of talk. I'll, let me be the New York Times here for a second and mm-hmm. tell you how this is going to hurt Democrats. One of, one of the voter issues, or one of the prime voter issues, uh, exit polling in Virginia, was the economy. Now, well, what does that mean? That's code. That's code for we are mad that you made us wear masks and shut down stores. Yeah. And that's what hurt the economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people are adamantly, and not maybe not just Republicans, adamantly against any further restrictions. Uh, that doesn't mean, obviously, restrictions are the best way to crush this thing, but uh, try, you know, good luck with that is what I would say. And uh, finally here, Newsmax has benched a performer. I'm not saying a reporter because no one on right. Newsmax is no. a real reporter. Uh, Newsmax benches a performer who claims vaccines contain satanic trackers. Yeah, I saw that. That was Emerald is her name, right? Emerald Robinson, clearly, you know what she did? She whizzed on the electric fence is what she did. Don't whiz on the electric fence. (laughs) Caused a little brain fry to make her think, first of all, that Satan is real. Mm -hmm. I wonder, the old George Carlin joke, I wonder if she also thinks goblins are real. You know what I mean? It's just so to hear a chronological adult talking about not just Satan, but the fact that a vaccine contains satanic trackers. I have no idea what that even means. What Satan needs trackers now? Well, I thought hell, Satan, yeah, I thought he was omnipotent. Yeah. I thought he knew. There's, there's a laboratory in hell that manufactures <laughs> these. That's right. You know what Satan's doing? He's tracking your metadata, Emerald. Um, conservative cable network Newsmax has sidelined Emerald Robinson after she made the utterly bonkers claim that COVID-19 vaccines contain bioluminescent trackers linked to the devil. I am so glad about mine because I can see when I go out at, you know, early in the morning when Mm -hmm. it's dark, my bioluminescence lights me up (laughs) in order for cars not to hit me. So I am all about that. Pedestrian accidents have fallen already. Completely fallen. I mean, it's insane. The nighttime, I mean, forget about it. I'm all about it. And my 6G now, I had the 5G, but with my booster, I have 6G now. Oh, congratulations, Satanist. Why are you with Satan, Jody? Why do you love Satan so much? You, you know, know, Satan's fine. He has good parties. I mean, seriously, people ask us, why, why did you spend so much time making fun of Dan Badani and Alex Jones on the show? And I said, because it's infectious and eventually the party is going to pick up on it. And sure enough, they they have. Newsmax is now like the Alex Jones network. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing that Alex Jones has been talking about. Satanic trackers. Dan Badani loves satanic trackers. That's Uh, another great name for an alternative band, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Satanic trackers. Satanic trackers. Exactly. That's a great name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The uh, bioluminescent marker is called Luciferase. That's what they, Lucifer race. It's like the word Lucifer with an A-S-E at the end. Uh Right. What the fuck? Who came up with that? She did. And Okay, that's right. Thank you, Jody. That's true. (laughs) She suggested to her followers that the shot was the mark of the beast. Something she said before. Why does that not surprise me at all? And this was too nuts. This was too nuts for Newsmax. Yeah, they drew yeah. the line at the second time she said that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I think the name of today's show is: Two Nuts for Newsmax. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Two actual nuts or two nuts? T O O or T W O? T O O, or you could also say two nuts because I'm sure there's more than one at Newsmax. 
Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, we got more to talk about here on the show. Uh, fortunately, no more Satan news. We have, we're out of ah. Satan news. I'm terribly sorry. No more Satan news to talk about on the Shadow Docket program. But uh, we got some uh, polling here to look at. Plus, uh, oh, oh my God, Save America Pack. Uh, uh, Fox News is just learning that Save America Pack is a scam. <laughs> what a shock there. Right, just as timely as today's headlines. Aren't they it's so so not slow on the uptake? There's those... The acronym is literally SAP. <laughs> exactly right. Plus, uh, oh, mitigating the climate crisis. we got to talk about this. There's a plan for Manhattan Island to protect it from the rising sea levels. Um, oh, uh, insurrectionist news. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit on the uh, shadow docket. Plus, how to win an election while barely trying to. Hmm. There was a guy, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but there was a guy who won on Tuesday, and you yeah. won't believe how little he spent. Wasn't like I me. I mean, I I know what he spent. It was not. It wasn't as close as you. Yeah, but because close enough. <laughs> I spent zero, and I won anyway with my one vote, one hundred percent of the vote. I'm always uh, <laughs> proud to say that because that was such a weird thing. I just wrote in my own name for Berks County you know, Committee. Oh, what was it? Uh, Democratic County Committee, whatever. Shadow just, docket. Yeah, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote my name in, and I won with my one vote. It's as easy as that. That's how you can win elections sometimes. We just all have to be aware of that. So we're going to be talking about that a little more coming up here on the Shadow Docket on our Patreon page. As I said before, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Takes you right to the sign-up page. Click on the tier that says Shadow Docket, $5 a month. Put in your information and you're all set. Plus, you get access to the Patreon app. It's the best way to listen to the show because you get alerts every time there's a new program up uh, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. You get an alert for the uh, after party as well, certainly for the Shadow Docket shows. If you're signed up at $15 a month and you want the ultimate edition of the show without any commercial breaks, plus you also get for $15 a month the commercial-free version of the show, plus uh, Shadow Docket after party, all that's fun stuff too. All right, you get an alert for all those things on the app. So thank you for subscribing. We'll see you on the Shadow Docket. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.